And guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to Making Kayfabe. I am neither Bryce nor Dylan. You're probably wondering, who the fuck is this guy? Well, my name is CJ Palmisano, and Bryce and Dylan asked me to be here. Uh, I'm from the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, but I'll get into that later. Today, I'm here with Bryce and Dylan, and we're going to be talking about the amazing season three they just had of Making Kayfabe. Guys, thanks for having me on. How are you both doing? Doing very good, man. Thanks for jumping on. Really appreciate this. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> off to the rails already. Dylan's going, yes. <laughs> just just what Bryce said. I, I, I did just say it, Dylan. Any, any question you get in this podcast, just answer yes. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep it safe. Just say yes. Oh, man. Anyway, Do you like Viscera? Uh, yes. <laughs> Steve Richards? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys both for having me on here. Uh, you, we're going to be just shooting the shit, having a little conversation and talking about um, the season you guys just did. Um, so uh, I had you guys on my podcast back in December. Uh, and Bryce, you and I did a podcast on Kurt Angle. Yep. Well, well, an episode on Kurt Angle on my podcast. And um, we've always kind of kept in contact. We've uh, on, 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 tw- on Twitter or emails or whatever the case may be. And we've just kept in contact. And you guys are really cool dudes. And we've I'm just genuinely a big fan of your show, so I'm glad to be here. Um, I guess kind of going into all this, when uh, season three was going on, you know, all the episodes you guys have done with the the Luke Harper, the Mike Awesome, you know, uh, the most recent ones, the end with uh, with Kurt Angle, Sanity, Bret Hart, and the John Cena heel turn. How did you guys kind of decipher? You know, okay, we want to do this to start, maybe this in the middle. We want to end with it. What is it? Do you guys kind of have a, like a formula as what you want to do with these stories? Because obviously some are b- uh, bigger stories than the others. Yeah, for, for, for some of them, like, um, like we, we, the way we plan a season is that we need some big names in there. So, you know, that's why you've got your Kurt Angles in there. You've got your Bret Hart. You've got your John Cena's. And, like, I, I think it's just a, a case of, like, sprinkling, um, you know, um, some, some lesser-known stories in there as well. And that keeps things kind of look, looking good. The reason, obviously, we chose Luke Harper as the first episode was because it was very recent that um, Brody Lee, unfortunately, passed away. And Dylan and I were both kind of shook by that. So um, we thought, what better way to kick it off than, you know, to pay tribute to a guy who was just brutally underused in WWE and who, you know, basically proved that and he's running AEW. So... But yeah, generally it's um, it's it's fan suggestions. Um, it's our own kind of conversations about you know who 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 um, who to cover next, like, uh, and then some of it's just uh, some of it's just um, you know spontaneous. Like, I mean, Takuma Shinoku, that that the third episode, that wasn't planned at the start of the season. I think that was just um, that Dylan and I talking and just uh, what was it Dylan? I think I watched maybe an episode of Raw or something and saw Takuma Shinoku almost win the WWF Championship and and I can't remember exactly how that came about. Uh, I, mean, I literally think that's what it was. You had yeah. seen that episode with that. Uh, match between Triple H and Takamishinoku. Right. And you were like, boy, wouldn't it have been great if Tag had won the belt right then? I'm like, it sure would have been, Bryce, but neither of us have a podcast where we rebook wrestling. <laughs> you were like, that if is... Only. That is cr-. And then a day later, you're like, wait a minute. We actually do have that. Um, but yeah, Bryce, <laughs> Bryce is pretty correct in that like, we do take a lot of fan suggestions too. So what we do is we'll come up with like 
for this season, for season three, we came up with, I think, three rebookings of our own that we definitely wanted to put in. Yeah. And we just kind of see what the fans wanted to talk about. Or like Bryce said with the Takamishinoku one, sometimes it's kind of spur of the moment. So we always leave a little gap. So we have a little bit of wiggle room. You know, we'll come up with a couple of big ones and then we'll figure out the rest. Bryce, I, I think you remember that we actually talked about doing the Bret Hart episode last season. Yes. I think that was going to be the closer to season two. And then we just, wasn't it the NWO? Um, NWO was closer to season two, yeah. And that, that was, was that was the fans. Story. It just was so big that we were like, all right, we'll, we'll see if Bret Hart for, for leader, you know, because like mm. Bryce said, we need some big names. And that Bret Hart one, we thought that's going to be a big one. People still to this day look back at Bret Hart's WCW run and think, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's that WCW so for a lot of things. They just look like, what What the fuck were you thinking? You know, My finger- favorite part of the show is doing a WCW rebooking where I get to tell Bryce some of the history of WCW. And he is just like, what the fuck? Is that real? I'm like, oh, that is incredible. <laughs> it's so great for me because I've not got much. Um, I've not watched much WCW. It's something that's been in a kind of blind spot for me, probably for the best. But yeah, just <laughs> yeah. hearing Dylan go into things. Like, and, the, and the Mike Awesome episode as well. Just all this shit that's going. The Lance Storm <laughs> episode where they renamed their belts the fucking shit championship or something, right? Yeah. Like, ah. Just. Yeah, Saskatchewan, hardcore, fucking something, but you, you could do a whole season just in WCW. You could do a whole fucking podcast rebooting WCW. Like. <laughs> you, could. you really could. Jesus Christ. Yeah, when I heard like some of the stuff, like I think with the Brad R. Hart episode where um, Dylan, you said that Sting wanted the belt vacated because he hated how the finish went of Starcade with him and Hogan. <laughs> Well, kind of. It, it wasn't because of Sting. It was because of the storyline, because uh, they didn't do the finish the, the way they were supposed to. So it was supposed mm-hmm. to be some controversy. And then they vacated the belt and then Sting won it back like three months later. And you're like, why did they why did they have that period where nothing happened? <laughs> like, how stupid. If you're building up Sting as a guy that beats the NWO and then you take the belt off him and then put it back on him again, like... <laughs> In three months, why not just make him a champion for those three months? Like, it's, you- yeah, that's really dumb. Because I, I know the story was like the referee was supposed to do a fast count, but instead he does a regular count, and then Brett, <laughs> Brett, Brett Hart just comes out looking like a complete idiot. Be like, no, no screw jobs. What do you mean screw job? Hogan beat him clean. What's going on? Like that very exactly. ridiculous, ridiculous uh, booking decisions from their part. Bret Hart looks like an idiot. By he sees a perfectly normal three count, and he comes out and goes, "We can't let uh, screw job finish happen like this." And you're like, "What? Well, <laughs> it hasn't happened." We talk, restart the match. Then he looks like the heel restarting the match for some reason, and it's so. Or he's uh, just gone senile and he's like, just uh, yeah, yeah. 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 the screw job now. Yeah, the screw job is <laughs> screw job's really affected Bret. I don't think he can see very well. Thinks everything's a screw job. Exactly. He'll think a man going to the supermarket buying his groceries like, oh, no, no, we're not having any more theft in this place. Not again. What yeah. do you mean? I just paid with my credit card. No, 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 no. Put all this shit back. Yeah, they're like, do you want some mayonnaise in your sandwich? And he's like, listen, I've had enough of these screw jobs, all right? <laughs> just Brett Art going around saying no to things and saying they're screw jobs. Uh, <laughs> you take this man to be your lawfully wedded wife. No, 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 no. Wait, I wait a minute. No more. No more. <laughs> this. No more marriage. My wife left me. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I don't th- yeah, I don't think that's true. Well. I, I think he's still happily married. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's you. Look, a lot of the stories I know you guys have covered 
some of them I know with some like more mid card guys like like the Hurricane and Taka and uh, Lance Storm. You know, just kind of legitimizing some guys who could have been really really great. And you know, then there are other bigger storylines where you just go, why didn't that happen? And I think that's very key with the Bret Hart story, the Kurt Angle retirement, and the John Cena heel turn. With, with three really, really big names and big stories where you're just like, wh- why did this happen or why couldn't you have just done this, you know? And I think, for me personally, that's some of my favorite episodes you guys did with the last three. And I know Sanity, I think Sanity was thrown into the end there. That was really good, legitimizing Sanity. You know, what would you say is more of a, um, what would you say is like the most, were the most challenging stories to write for this season? Oof. Well, that's a good question. For me... At the start, it was probably John Cena. Like, I committed, we'd done a bonus episode where Dylan and I like announced what episodes we're going to be doing for season three. And John Cena was like a really hugely requested one by the listeners. Like, we ran a little survey and a lot of people said they want to hear a John Cena storyline. So I was like, right, I've got to do a John Cena storyline. He was done. And I kind of just, uh, I kind of just kept putting it off until the end because I had no ideas. And like, I just, uh, every week I was trying to brainstorm ideas of how to do this, how to do this, how to do this. And then, like, literally a week before the podcast kind of like was due to be recorded i just had this kind of like i, I don't know what you call it but just all, all the ideas just came to me uh you know in, in that last week and i was like thank fuck and uh yeah so pro- 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 probably that because it's just uh yeah it just it t- took a lot for it to come together but in the end like I, I was pretty proud of it it's probably one of the best ones i think i've written you know I- I'd-, I'd say john cena for me what have you done um, I think either Lance Storm or Mike Awesome, because I remember I wrote a totally different like first draft of the Mike Awesome one, and it just wasn't That's working, right. so I scrapped it and I started again. And the second time it worked out perfectly. But the Lance Storm one, I remember doing like coming up with the history for Lance Storm and writing down all of his accomplishments. And I'm like, wow, actually, when you think about it, Lance Storm has had an incredible career. He's done so much. Everybody loves him. Like, no wrestler in the world has anything bad to say about Lance Storm. He's so helpful and respected and has had championships all over the world. I'm like, how do I rebook this guy? He (laughs) might just be the greatest wrestler of all time. He beat The Rock. He beat Randy Orton. He's beaten Brock Lesnar. You know, how how do I make this guy better? So that one was kind of tough. But most of the time, a lot of these stories kind of come really quickly. You know, once you have a, a good, I think once you start looking into the history of the guy, you you can you can see where everything goes wrong, and then you can yeah. instantly be like, all right, now I know how to fix that bit. It's like right here. It just change this around, and you know. That's that a big sense. part of it, yeah. Just uh, just like watching an episode. Like generally, what I do is I go back and watch Raws and Smackdowns from that period and just kind of uh, see. Because like when, when when wrestling fans watch wrestling anyway, we're often asking why didn't that happen or why didn't you just do that. So actually watching these shows, like reading the biographies on 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 their websites or whatever, that that kind of just kicks everything into gear for us. I think. Yeah. There's a yeah. There's a lot where you ask yourself like. If this had could have just gone this way, it would have helped this person or would have helped this story mm-hmm. immensely. And it showed a lot of that with again with the last few stories that I mentioned before. You know, I, I think uh with you know, I love Bryce how you took all the real pretty much all the real life stuff that happened with John Cena and that mm-hmm. was the perfect time to turn him heel because like you said, I think in that episode that the 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 hate for Cena was at an all-time high, and guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan were really starting to become, you know, super hot, white-hot baby faces. Um, you know, and 
with the Kurt Angle retirement, you know, like why why didn't you have? I think you and I we talked about like who we would have rather had who, about who we think should have retired uh, Angle, and Cena came up, Brian came up, and Chad Gable. Like, there's nobody who could have benefited more from retiring Kurt Angle than the second coming of Kurt Angle than Chad Gable himself. You know? Yes. Um, and Dylan, the sanity story that was really really well done because they were a very unique group in NXT. And one thing, and I don't know if you remember from the episode, but one one route I thought you were going to go with, I thought you were going to set up a singles match between Daniel Bryan and Eric Young because the, oh. t- the whole the whole team hell no thing. Oh, I mean that would have been good. Dang, yeah, that would have been a great match. Hey, you want to start rebooking? It looks like it's going to be <laughs> prices, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to take your job. No. <laughs> no but overall though that was really good how you set them up you set them up as an established team i think towards the end you mentioned like if you wanted to you could kind of have wolf and uh and big demo be the tag go for the tag titles maybe you could have eric young be in the upper mid card going for the ic title and you just legitimize everybody i loved how you just you know nikki cross was the one who was introducing them like oh not yet not yet and then you just wait and wait and then they just demolish everybody and having them there guys that. like like New Day was perfect. I think that was like a big fantasy match for that. I think that was Mania 35 because I think they debuted after Mania 34, if I'm not mistaken. I think. I don't remember exactly, but that was a big rumored, like fans were wanting, yo, do Sanity versus New Day, do a three-on-three tag. Like that would have been a really great match for that year's Mania, you know, or at least for a SummerSlam or something because those Mm. guys are just, it it, it breaks my heart because, you know, now we don't have Sanity anymore. But... Mm. We have this alternative universe where you guys rebook these guys into into better rest into better story uh, stories being told for them. But it's like it's ridiculous when you look back at stuff like this and you look at the New Day who are super baby face. They're so baby face, and there's three of them, you know. And you look at Sanity, and they're super bad guys. They're super heels. And if you take Nikki Cross out of the equation, there's three of them, and you can match, you know. Achilles and Dean and Big E up against each other and stuff like you can match them up to get like they're perfect yeah. foils yeah. to each other. And really so what hard. they did in real life is had this shitty, you know, three on three match on the pre-show of some fucking show, and that was it. I'm like, that's that's such a waste. Like how it stupid really is. is that? You know? Because if because when you look at their tag division now, it's like it's just it's non-existent. Like mm. the 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 WWE tag division these days, if you look at the main roster, is like New Day and then. And, and SmackDown has a decent tag division, even though it's only four teams, but at least it's something. But, you know, we, we lived in a day where we had so many tag teams where, you know, you had anybody could have been a believable tag team champions. These days, it's just like, eh, well, you know, it's, we'll break them up. But mm, why? Yeah. Or we'll throw these two dude. random guys together with no story. Yeah. yeah. That fucking uh, grinds my gears. These days, it's so annoying to watch the WWE breaking up tag teams and then doing nothing with the breakup or any of the people involved. Like we were talking about heavy machinery, right? Why mm. split up heavy machinery just to release Tucker and do nothing with Otis, right? They worked together as a team. They were perfect as a team. They complemented each other. They were good on the mic together. They had like chemistry. Why would you split that up when you need tag teams? Same with the yeah. Iconics. They need women tag teams really bad. Oh, so Jesus what they Christ. did, so what they did was take one of the only legitimate tag teams they had, split them up, pair them both up with other people they don't have chemistry with, and then release them both. 
Like that's <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Dude, I ranted about that on my podcast. But how how the fuck do you release Samoa Joe and the Iconics, and why do you break them up just to put them up with other people and then do nothing with them? Like th- it, that that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's so like and Samoa Joe as well. We were talking about this too. Like you don't have anything for Samoa Joe to do. And which yeah. is bullshit because they did. He was at WrestleMania. He was a commentator. So he's been a bunch of you had he, him. He exactly. stood in the thunderstorm. Exactly. For you. <laughs> you had him doing stuff and he was really good at it. And you still said, Nope, no good. Un it's just unbelievable, dude. I know, Samoa Joe of all guys, like he is literally right. an all rounder. He can talk, he can wrestle, he looks menacing, he's got everything. And like of all the guys to let go, you chose him. Like, it, for goodness sake. It just boggles that. my mind, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever saw, like, there was a, a, a video that Adam Bacitti on World Culture, he posted a video of, and he goes, what Samoa Joe can do in less than a minute. And it's they're setting up the Elimination Chamber match. He comes down. Oh, yeah. Randy uh, Orton, Jeff Hardy, Mustafa Ali, Daniel Bryan, like, dresses AJ, him down. Runs him down. down. Like, mm-hmm. just roast every single one of them. In less than a minute, I'm like, like this guy is like your best mic guy. He feels absolutely real. He doesn't feel fabricated. He doesn't feel cookie cutter. He's he. I believe like if I met Samoa Joe, this is the guy I'm meeting in real life. Right, yeah. but like he back like he looks like a fucking monster. He's not just like you know. He's not just some guy like talking shit. He's Samoa Joe. He can take a fight. Like he can actually make the sport look like a sport. He can mm-hmm. fight. He can make it look legit. And they're like, no, fuck that guy. But the Miz, yes, yeah, sign him up. <laughs> 600 more years. I mean, like, right, put my put my own bias for the Miz aside. If you were running the wrestling company and you had to fire somebody and you had the choice between Samoa Joe or the Miz, I mean, Joe, you got to go. Joe, you got to go. Hey, I mean, I don't hate on Miz as much as you do, Dylan, but like, but again, like, Joe, the, the talent is clearly there. You know, they could have done so much for him. Like, even if, like, they don't want him to wrestle, okay, he was doing great on commentary. He, you, you can't say he couldn't have been, like, a trainer down in NXT. He couldn't have been, exactly. like, you know, a, a backstage producer or something, you know, like, exactly. An, that's anything what I was for him. Help people with promos, you know? That's what I thought about Mickey James as well. I'm like, you can't have Mickey James training other people. Are you shitting yeah. me? She's so much experience. She was on like the NXT like takeover pre-show and stuff. She can talk too. Why are you getting rid of all these good people? What I know. What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. Like, but WWE just does shit just for the hell of it, you know. But in in turn, though, I'm sure this gives you guys a lot of different story ideas. I know you guys with your Patreon page. I know you have a Billy Kay storyline set up. But maybe this can lead to who knows, like a thing with Samoa Joe. Maybe this could lead to a thing with with the Iconics. You never know, because this just feels feel, uh, feeds fuel to the fire for your stuff. Well, yeah. What what happened was right before those releases happened, me and Bryce were talking about what the next Patreon video was going to be, and I was talking about maybe Mickey James and maybe <laughs> maybe Samoa Joe. And we like Bryce, was like yeah, I think you should go with Samoa Joe. I'm like, okay, cool. And then like a day, like probably like twelve hours later. Those were like Mickey James has been released, and I was like, Hey, Bryce, I think I should go back to that Mickey James storyline. And then, literally, five minutes after that, <laughs> Samoa Joe got released. So, Bryce was like, It's Samoa Joe. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've, so now I've, I've written up this, I've, we've done the Samoa Joe episode, and I've half written the Mickey James episode. So, that they are they're coming. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the small draw ones going to the Patreon in May first, and like, mm. yeah, Mickey James definitely coming after that. But it's funny because like we literally, I wrote and recorded the, the Billy Kay episode literally what a week before the release. <laughs> yeah. the, the release season. It's just uh, how uh, going back to that. How can you not do something with Billy Kay? Like she's so talented. She she makes like she was given absolutely the, the worst fucking gimmick on SmackDown. She made it great um, and hilarious and just. Such a damn shame, man. All, all these, all these people got released. Um, but hey, that, that's that, that's what you say. Going back to your point, CJ, it's um, it literally does feel with the fire for us because WWE just can't help but fuck up at least once a week. So <laughs> yeah, you know, we've got we've got like plenty of material to to take us right into fucking you know the, the, for the next century. You know, <laughs> it's almost like you don't want them to get better because then, uh oh, <laughs> <That's laughs> you're, you're gonna have to wait for like Impact or or New Japan or. Or AEW to fuck up, be like, okay, we got. <laughs> but yeah, man, if you look hard enough, there's always a fuck up. We'll, we'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even even in some of the best storylines written, the, like like look at the attitude there. The attitude there wasn't perfect. There's some there's some oh, yeah. there questionable some, things at the very there least. There was some real bullshit there. Like I think people yeah. look back at it with rose tinted glasses, but then when you watch it again, you're like, wow, some of this really sucked. You know? Yeah. Why? Well, all people Black remember is the main events. You know, that's what they remember. And those main events were electric, but a lot of the other stuff was a little. You know, hit or miss to say yeah. the very least. You know, you had, I just remember, I don't remember uh, the whole Billy Kay thing. You know, a lot of people say that she, you know, she was, you know, she may be charismatic and she may be great on the mic, but she wasn't the best worker. I mean, you can teach people how to wrestle, you can, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can even, improve even, her even, stats. Yeah, even, even without that though, great manager. Um, you know, great, yeah. um, I don't want to give anything away from the, the Patreon episode, but great backstage official, you know, she could do, she can talk, she can get anyone over. So, you know, that, uh, I agree she's not the best wrestler in the world, but do fucking something with her. Don't just let her go. You know, that's that's the, that's what frustrated me because she is so talented, like, uh, per- personality-wise, you know, she's, she's perfect. So, yeah, just damn shame that they didn't give her a proper shot or something. Well, that's what got me about that whole thing is that they were doing this resume thing. They had her on TV. They were doing a storyline with her and Carmella. She was on TV. She was being featured. They were devoting time on their television shows for her. And then they just fired her. Like, what? why? Why? That I don't get at all. Like, you literally paired them up before Mania and you threw them last minute into that women's gauntlet tag match. And then you release her before the SmackDown after Mania. Like, yeah. Doesn't make <sighs> sense. No, nope. it, it really doesn't. You know, nope. but but I have to, you know you have to pick and choose your battles with with WWE because yeah, just, like like I say, you know you you don't want to rip your hair out after all these ridiculous. Yeah. It's not healthy. Things. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's not. There's there's other wrestling that's good out there, and yeah. there's other wrestling in the past that's really good that you can just reminisce mm-hmm. on. You know, yeah. and then there's your guys' podcast where it's like, yes, this is how it should have been. This is how it should have been, you know. Uh, but going through a few other things here, so I guess um, one big one that was very popular for the previous season for season two. We, we talked about it. I don't know if we, it made this, but we talked about it prior to go uh, recording was the NWO part one, and now with part two coming up on season uh, three. What was like the demand uh, for for how much people wanted a part two? For this, and how much time did Dylan did you prep, prepare for this uh, this second part? Oh, I think there was. Bryce had put out a little poll or questionnaire after season two, just to see if anybody wanted to see. Because I had kind of left the NWO and Retribution storylines kind of open ended, so we were like, "What do you want to see more of this or more of that, or what do you guys think?" And the NWO 
were on that list a lot. They popped yep. up a lot. So I figured, all right, cool, we can we can finish this out. And then for that, really finishing it out was pretty easy because I'd already set up the 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 first part, the first half. You know, um, really, I just kind of had to. Have, I felt like I was going to do the second NWO one at some point anyway because while I was writing the first one, I ha- I had to stop it because. If I didn't stop, the podcast would be three hours long, right? So, hmm. um, I I find like a good like midpoint, like halfway through the year, and thought, okay, cool. If I stop it now, the the NWO look like the momentum is rising, so I'll stop it while they're hot, and then you know if if the people want it, I can make a second episode where we you know fully establish them as the bad guys, and then they get their comeuppance and everybody goes home happy. You know, the way wrestling storylines are supposed to be. Yep. <laughs> That's, exactly, That's exactly how it is. Where the good guys get their revenge over the bad guys eventually, you know, and no bullshit happens. And no ink comes out of people's faces. A good old storyline, you know? <laughs> exactly. That was, I wasn't expecting for parts you to go that way for you to build upon someone like Brock Lesnar and I forgot, like, you know, around the time when Hogan and the, came back to WWE or WF, whenever it was at the time, and then NWO coming in, I forgot Lesnar was coming in around that same time. You know, yeah. you know, because Hogan and Lesnar did have a match on a SmackDown, I believe it was. <laughs> yes, he, they did. But, yeah. But he was <laughs> but he was like, you know, red and red and red and uh, gold, red and yellow Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. not NWO, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, just that whole thing of the time you built. I'm thinking like, well, when is it going to happen? When is obviously Lesnar's going to be one to take it? And like, it was just a perfect thing of just a quick squash. One, two, three, F- yeah. F5, one, two, three, take the title. Because I think how old was Hogan at that point? He had to be like in his what? Late fifties. I would have said fifties. Hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Yeah. You know, but that, I mean, I think because you don't get so many of those moments anymore. Like, you know, like the whole Goldberg Brock Lesnar squash match where that was just like a whole, Oh my God. Like we didn't know see yeah. that coming. And I'm sure the demand for Lesnar to beat Hogan would have been so high that the pop would have been, uh, just insanely loud. Like I'd say like, you know, post mania after raw when they were good, uh, <laughs> uh, loud, you know, like, like Ziggler winning the title after that mania loud, you know, mm-hmm. um, just like you said, just build up a good guy. And have the bad guy get his comeuppance in the end of the story. You know, that's pretty much what it all is. And oh, yeah, no. well, what I feel like as well, like it works perfectly with Hulk Hogan, because if you watch the NWO whenever they were around, of course, he did a lot of cheating. And, you know, every single match ended with some kind of controversy or him cheating to win or whatever. So yeah. we've already established that he's such a slippery, slimy heel. And even the WWE, he's trying to, you know, get away with doing the bare minimum. So, like, it's like the perfect way to end that show to to have Brock Lesnar like totally dominate Hulk Hogan like he didn't even have a chance couldn't even get the opportunity to heal his way out of it you know that's you know you can't do it all the time but when you do it right you know you get you get like one one every 10 years you know yeah. you get you gotta but but if you play it right you know it it works it works perfectly you know it does, and you are seriously a faction booking master with all the factions <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have you have rebooked in the past few seasons of your show, man. Thank you know, you. Uh, of course, of course, that that is definitely your bread and butter. And um, I'll say with Bryce, with a few stories that you booked, that I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know your analytics and your numbers, but I think the the angle retirement and the Cena heel turn really 
must have done really well because I'm because sh- I know the angle retirement is one people were really uh, lobbying for uh, myself included, and I think I yeah I did put this up on Twitter that was it's it's between the the angle retirement may have been my favorite episode you guys have done overall it's just that was the perfect thing to do it you know just don't have him lose to Baron Constable <laughs> Joe Triple H Corbin did I, did I get his full name? Well, yeah, <laughs> it went on pretty long, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think um, the, the the main the main ones for for that season were um, for numbers wise were John Cena, um, Kurt Angle, and Bret Hart. Just because it's the big names, like it's mm-hmm. like it's, as much as I, I hate it, like because like I, I I like doing these big names, but like I mean, me and Dylan, we we think we've written some great stories about some of the smaller guys, like um, you oh, know, you Mordecai, have. absolutely. Or, like Mike Canellis or you know, um, like Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Hare. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they don't see the numbers that that Kurt Angle and uh, John Cena would, but it's it's good, it's good though. It's good to see the numbers go up for these episodes, and like we put hundred and ten percent into every single episode, and um, you know, if somebody finds us through the John Cena and Kurt Angle stuff, and, and they go back and check out a few more episodes, like uh, I don't know the zombie, uh, you know, <laughs> then that, that, that that's fine with us, man. Like we're we're very happy with that. Mm-hmm. That's and yeah, and that's the thing. You know, if the bigger name episodes do well, obviously they're gonna go back. Like when I started mm-hmm. listening and I saw the the CM Punk thing, you know, I listened to that episode, and then obviously I go into more and the, you know, the Mike Canellis Ty Dillinger story. I remember when we first spoke to each other, I told I told Dillon he nearly had tears of joy. <laughs> yeah, he made his thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> still talk and, about it. and fuck anybody who didn't listen to him but that's but that's the thing is that it will draw people to go back like oh what what other storylines these guys have you know and and that will boost up your numbers that'll boost up everything else so obviously you got to have your big names but you also have your mid-card stuff in there too like you know we talked about Lance Storm before uh we talked about Taka you know the other really great uh mid-card guy you guys did with uh with Paul Burchill I mean Mm -hmm. Please, a pirate gimmick is much better than a guy who wants to fuck his sister. He could do both. (laughs) (laughs) Will people like it? I don't know. (laughs) Get ready for part two. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because obviously there are a lot of mid-card guys who over the years who have been criminally underutilized you know like i'm sure that i none are coming to my mind right now but there there must have been hundreds of paul Burchells where you look at them and just like how did you not do anything else with them i but, don't know I, I can think of a few viscera uh steve <laughs> richards you know we know the not. biggest uh ball drop in the history of wrestling <laughs> former wcw hardcore champion reno yeah every, everybody's fever was wasn't he confirmed to be an AEW? I saw something you guys posted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Reno is all yeah. elite. It was a Mr. Announcement, the one that it turned out to be Christian. Like I was just uh, saying who he wanted to be. Fortunately it wasn't Reno. I think Reno turned him down. Uh, he was he was the first choice. Yeah. Busy man. Busy man. Yeah, yeah he's so, I mean he's got a lot of offers on the table, you know? He's got yeah. more offers. he's got I mean, look, he probably wants to go for more of a work rate. I think New Japan's probably the place he wants to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's in that kind of position now in his career where he can kind of pick and choose where he wants to go. He's know? had such an illustrious career, he can choose where he wants to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's he'll make Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes wait for him. He'll be like, hey, he'll go to New Japan. And be like, listen, AEW want me, but if you can match this, I'll be like, <laughs> I mean, they're all working together anyway, so he probably will end up in AEW. See, but see, it'll, it'll, it'll be worth it. It'll, it'll be, be worth, worth it. like all the money they're going to spend in Reno. 
they'll be worth every penny. The viewership they're going to get, you know. It's gonna be, look, you think about this, <laughs> at least, right? At least two. At least two people will watch the show. You think more. about this. <laughs> you look at the correlation between um, Reno retiring and the decline of professional wrestling viewership. <laughs> and I think you'll find they're very, very similar. Back when Reno was around, no, wrestling was at its height. Everybody watched it, right? Reno retires in like 2002 or whatever the fuck. Nobody gives a shit anymore. That's, I'm just saying. The, yeah, wrestling started a, a slow decline downwards since yeah. Reno retired. I mean, it, it that has to be the reason. The right? numbers are all there, man. I mean, the facts, it's it's a fact. It's a fact. It is. Yeah. It, it is, is a fact. fact. Maybe they could have given him the Kurt, the Kurt Hawkins. It's a space the facts gimmicks. Maybe that would have saved wrestling. Who knows? But <laughs> another episode that really, I think, uh, for me at least, hit did really, really well. Uh, I have to talk about quickly is the the Shayna Baszler episode. Oh, uh, you know, um, I wasn't expecting that that episode to come in. Was that kind of a last minute thing for you there, Dylan? Yeah, kind of. I really like Shayna Baszler, and as I think we've alluded to throughout this show, not a big fan of Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hardcore and, or slash Hardcore Holly. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, Nia I am a big. Slash. I'm a much bigger fan of Hardcore Holly than I am of Nia Jax. <laughs> I like the team of Shayna Baszler and Hardcore Holly more than oh, Shayna that Baszler. Would be, right, those two, right, those two people together would be legitimately beat the shit out of people. Yeah, That's what I want to see. That's awesome, right? But mm-hmm. pairing Shayna Baszler up with Nia Jax is so ass-backwards because Nia Jax, <laughs> she looks intimidating, but she can't wrestle, right? She's not good. She's not good no. at anything. She's not good at promos or, or, or like, looking intimidating or, like, trying keeping to look like she safe. knows what she's doing, keeping people safe. She's awful. So I'm like, why would you take somebody as good as Sheena Beasler and stick her in the ring with Nia Jax? It's biz- so after I had seen some stupid tag match earlier in the year, and I think it was like Asuka and Charlotte. Maybe it was the one before this, but it was like, um, you know, Sheena Beasler, Asuka, Charlotte. Look at, the, look at those three people in the rings. Three of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now. And also fucking Nia Jax. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of that part, why don't we come up with a storyline where these other three really good women wrestle each other? Wouldn't that make way more sense? But no. So after seeing that, I'm like, I've just had enough of Nia Jax. Fuck that. Just why didn't they make Shina because they're a fucking badass straight off the bat, right? Do you know what scares me though? Like, you know what scares me? I genuinely think Shayna Baszler would be one of those people on that release list if she wasn't with Nia Jax right now. Like, that's the sad oh. thing about it. Like, you know, that's, I like, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not saying that because I think she's not talented. It's because she is talented, but she was so underutilized. Like for a long period before she was with Nia Jax, she wasn't doing anything. She wasn't being used. So mm-hmm. like I can only imagine she would be the next one to go, and you know her career would probably be better for it. Um, but you know it's um, it's just the way the way things are. Like somehow Nia Jax is keeping Shayna Baszler on television, not the other way around. Right. Like how does that work? They, yeah. uh, they got rid of <laughs> Billy Kay and Peyton Royce and they capped Nia Jax. They got rid of Mickey James. They capped <laughs> back Nia to the releases. Samoa Joe. Right. <laughs> so why didn't have Samoa Joe beat up Nia Jax? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have Ambrose do it and then they, and then they, you know, they pulled back. Like, actually, no, we don't want to do this. Right. Because she'd probably fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we can't oh, trust man. Nia Jax to get her ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'd find a way to just trip over her own shoelaces and whoops. You know? <laughs> oh, my hole. You know, she's always, 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they then they find a way to fuck up something we actually think is funny that she did. Right. Oh, that's funny. They kept going back to the whole my whole thing. I'm just like, what? That, I mean, that's nothing WB does. They just they find something that we fans like. It's oh, that's actually really funny. That's actually really good, and then they'll shove it down their throats. Oh, you yeah. you like Nia Jax saying my hole? Here's no. her hurting <laughs> her hole all this time every week on Raw. Like, uh, no, it was just a spur of the moment thing. That's why it's funny. No, that's you don't get comedy, do yeah, you? Yeah, it's like we don't we don't like Nia Jax now. That's not you don't have to keep putting her on TV and saying my hole. It was funny because she she landed on her hole at one time. And now we don't have to see it ever again, mm-hmm. right? The, just one time thing. That's fine. You know what yeah, I mean? it's on YouTube. We can watch yeah. it then. We're grand. No more Nijax, please. You know, but bring in Harker Holly. Bring in Harker Holly. <laughs> bring in Harker Holly. In, in conclusion, bring in Harker Holly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, he he would bring a lot more to the women's division than Nia Jax. <laughs> it's. I mean, that is a hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just a rant on Nia Jax, man. Oh man. So, I guess another thing we can go into with all of this is, uh, kayfabe Tombola has been a big thing that's really, I, I, I think it's safe to say, exploded for this past season. Uh, you know, you guys are getting more submissions for kayfabe Tombolas than you guys having to write them for each other, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it, it was great to get all these fans submitted ones in because it means that I don't have to do Dylan's ones. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I, I think I think all twelve episodes had like a a fan submitted some bowler, which was awesome. Like we just kept getting them in. It's like it was really kind of redeeming for us because it's like you know we 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 put a lot of work into these episodes and like it shows that people are listening, which is fucking awesome. And like um, you mm-hmm. know you, you listen to this podcast right now, we fucking appreciate you, man. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I, 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 I've grown to appreciate it more since we've been doing these Patreon episodes because that has gone back to Dylan doing the KP of Tombolas and he is torturing me with these Tombolas. I was going to ask, like, how many, Dylan, how many have you had waiting for Bryce in these KP of Tombolas? I actually, truthfully, I did have two ready to go. And I was so like, as soon as Bryce... I had asked him, like, how are the, the, the bonus episodes going to work? Are we going to have to write our own tombolas? And Bryce was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, because I already had listeners. two in the bank. I had two in the bank ready to go. Because yeah, you already have listeners where, you know, if they're not subscribed to the Patreon, they're not going to hear it. So, yeah, you guys would have to write your own tombolas again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fucking nightmare, mate. Nightmare. Oh, we got some good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, but... but it's always fun stuff, though. Like, I, I jest. Like, they are, like... That, that's what we do with each other in KP of Dimbolo. We kind of, like, um, just mess with each other. and then. But at the end of it, we do usually come up with, with a, a reasonable storyline, even though the situation is just, like, fucking wacky. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, pro- props to Dylan for making me think, is what I'd say. Oh, but that, I love that, though. I'm, like, the stupider, the better. Like, give me... Just throw whatever <laughs> you got at me. Make it the hard... Some of them have been really hard. And I'm like, all right, let me see how I can make this work, you know. Oh, that's what was the one? Pe- pe- the, the, just a, I'll give a quick spoiler for the, the Samoa Joe episodes coming up on Patreon. But I think it was a uh, P- Perry Saturn has a match on a bridge. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, hang on, where was the? Let me find where that Tambola was because yeah, I have yeah. it. I have it written down. Um, oh, but I think but... the the suggestion was has has to have a feud involving something to do with a bridge. That's right. Yeah. And. <laughs> You know, who the fuck knows what that means, right? 
It's however oh, you take it, however you interpret it. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm I did a very good job with it. Thank you. I remember, though, because uh, I had actually sent this months ago. I, cause when you guys read mine on the, I think it was the Cena Heel Turn episode. Because mm. I know Bryce had one in a bonus tombola uh, not too long after we had spoke for the first time. I wanted this one to Dylan, like, because I messaged Bryce, but I wanted to make sure that Dylan didn't see it. That he didn't <laughs> yeah. see it, Dylan. And funny enough, when I wrote that, it was before Undisputed Era broke up. That's right. So, because I remember you saying, like, have uh, at least coming on my show, but now I'm here on yours to so talk about it. <laughs> I just want to get like your all your whole reaction hearing that tombola because you made it, knocked it out of the fucking park, man. Oh, <laughs> stop. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go. Hi <laughs> right, guys. No, let me tell you. Um, I well, I don't even remember what that one was. It was. No, okay. that's not, uh, Adam, that's, Adam Cole, just, Michael Cole, was it? Adam Cole can't stop. Oh my Michael Cole. God, <laughs> yes. I love that. I was so hoping to get that as well. Just the idea of like, I can't so stop I. being. I can't. I can't do it. Like, I can't stop beating him up. Like, oh man, that was genius. I fucking loved that. Yeah, I was. I was hoping he'd get that one because yeah, I know it. It was pretty much all the all the guys in Undisputed Era and the suggestions. You know, it was that he got was be, can't stop being at Michael Cole. Gets rid of twenty four. Gets rid of the twenty four seven title. Squashes Brock Lesnar. I remember Dylan. You were pretty pretty upset about. Oh shit! I wanted that one, and then the Nia Jax one. Which you kind of oh. did, you know. Just Adam. <laughs> what did you say? Adam Cole kills all the other wrestlers and himself. So Nia Jax is the best wrestler in the world, yeah. Yeah, right. It doesn't have, like that's the best way to do it. That is. I mean, if much. I had to do it, that's hey, that's pretty good. Um, but she's oh yeah, the worst, though. she's awful. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into a whole thing. Yeah, we already got into Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah, we already just shit on Nia Jax already. You know. Oh man. But that's the thing. If you want to hear me shitting on more people, uh, all you got to do is like send in a little tombola and you can very quickly see whether or not I, I like them. Because like, like you said, I, I do love the Undisputed Era. I love all of those guys. And so once I've you know heard the tombola, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. I can work with these guys because I like them all. But it's way <laughs> harder whenever you get a list. It's like Nia Jax or Joey Janela. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hang on. Hang on. That reminds me. Because I remember a long time ago, every time I like, I meant to, Bryce, I meant to mention this to you when you were on the angle thing. What's with the Joey Janela thing? What is Dude. it with Joey Janela? What, I what have is it no you guys idea. got heat with him? What happened? I think, what was it? We, we put up a poll. Like, me and Dylan were talking in an episode, and like Dylan was telling me about his two least favorite wrestlers, which was Joey Janela and The Miz. And we put up a poll, um, you know, who's a better wrestler, uh, Joey Janela and The Miz. And The Miz was winning for a long, long time. And then Joey Janela somehow saw this. He somehow saw the poll, and he was commenting on it. And he was so upset that we actually ran this poll. Like, he was pissed off. And well, like he called us something really. F- I don't remember what he called us like, but it was oh, really funny. Bottom, bottom of the barrel, fucking yeah, wrestling, something geeks, like, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, like that. something like that. But we didn't like, <laughs> we didn't like tweet him and the Miz. It was the point of the poll was just because I hit them both. Bryce was like, "Who's the best?" I'm like, you know, it's a rib on me because I'm like, neither of them are the best. You know, <laughs> how can I choose? And Joe Jones like, "Fuck you, ah, you." bunch of idiot marks i'm like where are the marks you're the a mark for himself like yeah. my god then, like he, t- he, kept heart kept so going. Yeah. he kept going like he kept he like fuck, fucking marks and then other people were like come on man it's just a poll on twitter and then he's like oh yeah well these marks and you make a fun of me i'm like what 
How, how come all the other pro wrestlers aren't picking fights with us, Joey Janela? Maybe they got shit to do, you know? Dude's absolutely lost his shit. He really yeah, did. He got I, oh he my god. So, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't remember what so episode good. it was I heard, but something about Joey Janela and, you know, he got into a thing with you guys. I've been meaning to ask guys for so long, and I'm <laughs> glad you guys brought him up. Jeez. Oh my god! Dude, we're confused as yeah. you are. Like we had, so, we had no idea what was going on. Well, like after that, my opinion of Joey Janela didn't change a whole lot. I was still. But what was funny was before that, Bryce, you were like, "What's wrong with jo- Joey Janela?" And then after yeah. that, you you were like, "Fuck that guy, he's a prick." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but just like Joey. I Janela, mean, he, tr- like, he, he tried to get. He tried to get into a fight with Enzo uh, at a Blink Eighty Two concert, <laughs> right. like, and I that was. It's. I almost went to that show in in uh, in New Jersey. Like some of my buddies went, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I wish I went. And then I saw that on Instagram and Twitter the next morning. I'm like, damn, now I wish I really went. Like, <laughs> like Joey, like, fucking punk him out or something. I'm like, I, if you're, I think you're losing I fights think, to Enzo Amore, like, come on, man. Because I think because I think Janela said some bad things about Cass. I think when he had uh, when he was going through some serious health problems. Yeah. And Enzo took offense to that, which he should. That's his best yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. So so and that's why. And then they're both from Jersey. They both live in Jersey, I think. So they saw they saw each other. They wanted to fight. Like Janela was, oh, he was all fucked up. He like he was drunk, and Enzo might have been drinking too. But Enzo looked like he would have been able to handle himself better. Like he was much, way more in control of himself than Janela. Like Janela like dipped when he tried to pull his fist up in his body. He's like, all right, come on, here, let's go. Here, <laughs> the video's out there somewhere. It's just funny. If Joey Janela is a mark for himself, he'll probably find this podcast and find the, anal- <laughs> find the analytics. Skip to the end of this it. episode, be like, "He's fucking marks again." <laughs> I'll fight him. Let's let's promote a show, and the main event's gonna be me versus Joey Janela, and nobody's gonna want to watch that main event. Nope. <laughs> you might some get some fucking people prick podcast guy versus one of the worst wrestlers in the world. What a main event! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh man, I don't know what it was. Like when I heard that, I'm just like, yeah, Janela seems kind of a. Now I'm hearing this, yeah, he seems like a prick. I don't know. The guy's probably frustrated with his own, the way things are in AEW. They probably didn't turn out the way he wanted them to, and he's probably just <laughs> right. taking, taking it out on you guys when you're just literally just like we're just asking a question. But the, uh, we had, we had never <laughs> mentioned Joey Janela ever before that. Like we weren't even talking about him on the show. We weren't even talking about book like rebooking him or anything like this. It just was a sp- really quick spur in the moment conversation me and Bryce had. So now, like, if he had said nothing, we would have forgot about it, you know. <laughs> but because he had to mention it, now we're like, yeah, fuck that guy, you know. And not just yeah. mention it, but like persist, <laughs> like persist <laughs> in mentioning it and replying yeah. to everybody. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Man, come on! You got bigger. You're you're working for a pretty good company. You gotta you gotta you're you're working in uh one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world during yeah. a pandemic, and they're still paying you. You haven't been yeah. fired. You could have been in w- if you were in WWE, you'd be released right now. Well, yeah. I don't know if he'd be in the WWE. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember at one point he did. I think I listened to him uh, interview with him in Austin, and and he did say at one point he wanted to go to WWE, but this is before AEW was a thing. So he, uh, so he the- theoretically, if he was working for WWE, he could have been released. One of those people released last year, or the, or recently from a few weeks ago at the time of this recording. I mean, he said he said he wanted to go to WWE. Like, I want to go to WWE, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I've not, they've not approached me, so you know. <laughs> Didn't that Triple H call you like a couple of weeks ago saying, "Listen, man, don't say anything, but there's going to be a couple of free spots on the roster coming up." <laughs> Dylan, you just blew up his spot, dude. Ah, hey. damn it. That's okay. I can cut this part out. Uh, good, We're okay, good. Triple H. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, Hunter. We're we're good. We're good. We're good. 
<laughs> I got yeah. n- nothing bad to say about Triple H. One of my one of the best wrestlers of all time. Greatest. Better, better than Joe Janela. I mean, oh, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's I mean, that's, that's got to, that goes without saying, yeah. Um, anyway, I guess uh, a few getting into the last few minutes of this, this episode. Um, I got a question I asked last time from when the first time you guys were on my on my show. Um, I'll ask this first. Uh, Bryce, what would you say your favorite uh, episode you did was? And Dylan, what would you say your favorite was after Bryce has given his answer? Uh, my favorite episode to date probably Kurt Angle um, it came together really easily and Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler of all time so it was just to be um, so I'd say, I'd say Kurt Angle with uh, you know with, uh, with uh, the zombie in, 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 in the second position uh, of course I mean I think uh, if we're going from this season I think the best one that Bryce did was the Kurt Angle one because he was really like he loves Kurt Angle and rightfully no, so. really? Rightfully so. <laughs> Kurt Angle, one of the best professional wrestlers ever. And he really did deserve a better send-off. And I think Bryce Absolutely. really, like, fucking nailed it, right? Because he knew what he was talking about. So I think Bryce's best one, I think, in my opinion, was the Kurt Angle one. The one I liked, I liked the NWO stuff a lot. I really liked the Bret Hart one as well. What about uh, the one Dylan's done uh, that you liked? That you thought was the best this season, Bryce. Yeah, sorry, I think I misunderstood the question. Sorry, but uh, no, yeah, I think okay. for me, like uh, Dylan's Bret Hart storyline had me going as well. Like, there, there's one part of that storyline which was just a uh, absolutely fucking masterstroke from Dylan, which was blowing blowing white mist into the face of Sting, and then oh, referee yeah. can't see it. Like uh, white white uh, powder, sorry. And like, dude, I, my, my jaw, like you probably heard like a little like thump like that. <laughs> that was my jaw hit the desk when I heard that. You know. But yeah, that, sure, that whole storyline, and then he starts this, the faction, and then you know it's just. I mean, I didn't watch much WCW, but you know, I, I can only imagine it wasn't as good as that. So there's no point in me even trying to watch WCW because Dylan just nailed that storyline. So yeah, Bret Hart was Dylan's finest moment in season three, I'd say. Yeah, that was definitely better than anything WCW would have done with Bret Hart. <laughs> no, no, it's... no Goldberg super kicking him and and ending his career. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean, legitimate you... heel. If you want to have a good like, if you want to have a good laugh, just watch WCW from the year two thousand because none of that shit makes any <laughs> sense. And it's funny like to watch it in hindsight to go back and watch it twenty years later. You're like, ah, look how bad this was. But imagine watching it at the time, you know, like. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine watching WWE in twenty forty and just uh, you know 20, 20, 20 years ago watching the fucking fiend and fucking Alexa oh, Bliss? Oh gosh. boy! Yeah. Or watching the like the PC Raws and Smackdowns with no fans. Yeah, 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 that well, not um, even the yeah. planted fans with the performance it's, center people. Very strange, you know. It's yeah, so bad. So bad. We're, <laughs> gonna look, terrible. we're gonna look back at this. People are like, why did they do this in wrestling? Because there was a thing called a pandemic, and unfortunately, it made wrestling worse than than it already was. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. T- touch wood, it's not still happening in 2040. <laughs> yep. Let's. Here's here's to hoping that things are better in 2040. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But I think we can wrap things up there, guys. We've been speaking for a little bit about an hour. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for having me on. Uh, anything you guys want to get to your fans out there? I want to thank you, CJ. Um, like, yeah, like, like we said um, at the start, you know, you're 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 an awesome interviewer. We couldn't think of anyone else to do this. Um, you know, you're a good buddy of ours. So I want you to plug your podcast, my friend, because it is mm-hmm. very good shit, and people need to listen to it. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead with that. 
Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Like Bryce said, I'm from the Not Another Wrestling podcast. I cover just about everything that goes on the week throughout the Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, uh, New Japan Impact when I can. Uh, I'm a busy person. I have a day job. So if I miss something that you like throughout the week, please don't get mad at me. Uh, but I try <laughs> to talk about the, the key points that happened, news that happened, You know, reviewing pay-per-views, my prediction for pay-per-views. Uh, I've done episodes like with Bryce on an episode on a particular wrestler like Kurt Angle. You know, we've done top 10 lists in the past with my old co-host Sean McChesney. And yeah, that's it. And if you're Marvel nerd, I got a podcast over there called Fan Speculation. So Ooh, nice. uh yeah, it's it's a brand new little pro- project I have. I hope you guys if you don't like that, let's give it to somebody who does. But uh, but again, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is a blast. I always enjoy talking to you guys. CJ, I have a question for you if that's okay. Yes. That is of course. No, the tables have turned. Now we are interviewing <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I wanna, I wanna know what. Who's your favorite wrestler? Is it, is it Kurt Angle? Um, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. One of for sure. Um, if, if you were to throw out a, a really quick top three, quick top three. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, Austin and Punk are are, are always a tie for me. Yeah. I don't care any viscera there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Austin. I liked you, CJ. I did, but <laughs> Vis- Viscera is in my secret favorite wrestler. Oh, okay, that's, that's, that's fair enough. That's, I have another list. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's between Austin and Punk, and then uh, I I'd have to say Jericho because I think Jericho's like arguably greatest ever, just the longevity he's had and how he can still keep up. Those three, I guess. That's pretty fair. Like those are, you know, that's that's a good shot. You know, that's all I wanted to know. Okay. <laughs> Satisfied. Okay. Uh, All right, awesome. Just just one quick thing for our listeners. Um, season four is coming on May 18th. So, yeah, get ready for that. Next week on the show, we're going to have Book It Like Russo 2. So, you know, uh, some of you enjoyed the first one. So, we're going to just fuck you up again and see in, in, in the second one. So, that's something to look forward to. And, um, yeah, just once again, thanks for CJ coming on, for coming on. They're not on the Pro Wrestling Podcast. Check it out. Check out, um, you know, a show uh, with uh, us. We, we're on it. Like I say, there's a show with me on it uh, with Kurt Angle, talking about Kurt Angle. And then just, he's got so many fucking episodes in there. Just go and listen to them. They're really good. Well, thank you again, guys, for having me on. Uh, just be listening to Kayfabe, hum- Kayfabe Tambola, making Kayfabe wherever you can find them on on all their podcast uh, platforms. Same go with with my podcast. Uh, this is a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Making Kayfabe, and we'll see you all next time. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs>